Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CS School podcast. Now, this is the podcast where we speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success. And really, in this podcast, what we like to do is strip them right down to basics and discover how we can best apply these strategies in actual life. Um, and today on the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Haig Kind Kingston, is the head of customer success at Open Blend, and Haig is a returner. He is back on the podcast once uh, once again. He joined us last year to talk about value-led frameworks. This week, he's actually back to talk about redefining customer advocacy. And I think in this market, it's more important now than ever to actually really knuckle down on how we can make the best out of those customers uh, who are you know performing well. So, but before we crack on with it, uh, Haig, thank you so much for joining me. Um, would you like to t- tell our listeners a little bit about what you've been up to since we last uh, spoke? Sure. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure to do these podcasts for the CSC. I'm a big advocate for what, what you guys do. So since we last spoke, I've moved to a business called OpenBlend, who are a performance management SaaS platform, whose purpose is whose purpose and vision is to transform one-to-ones to boost performance and develop people. Hmm. Um, started as, as a principal, so I came as a principal customer success manager in um, sort of around September time, I believe, and now work my way up to head of customer success. So uh, driving the strategy and playbook for for the business going forward. So yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind six to nine months, uh, but looking forward to this discussion. Oh, absolutely. And I'm really thrilled to have you back. Uh, you've recently be, uh, recently voted one of our CSEs 24 in 2024. Uh, you've, you know, you've done incredible things in the customer success community. And yeah, really excited to be chatting to you about this because, yeah, advocacy, I think it's something that's um, on the tip of everyone's tongues at the moment, you know, trying to do more with what you've already got um, in today's current, you know, current climate. Um, and we're kind of going to be exploring really how to how redefining customer advocacy can transform those uh, those critical relationships and the outcomes. So really looking forward to talking to you today. Um, so, yeah, let's let's dive in. So I guess um, I'm quite curious uh, to sort of really understand how you are at OpenBlend, you kind of go about uh, sort of uh defining advocacy and how you sort of tend to determine the right kind of advocacy or playbook for different customers, because, uh, you know, not all customers are the same. Everybody has different needs. And, you know, in our previous episode, actually, we, we chatted to uh, Kimberly Ayala and we looked at segmentation. So obviously different customers have completely different needs. Um, mm. And in our chat before, um, when we were deciding what we were going to talk about in this episode, uh, you mentioned you used a framework and I'd really like to hear kind of how you, um, you know, what uh, what this looks like and if you could walk walk us through your advocacy playbook or framework. Yeah, sure. It's really poignant timing because we actually launched this in, in January. I created just before Christmas going into 2024, mm. being that I think advocacy in customer success will be such a huge factor in terms of, team performance, customer performance, and 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 valued outcomes. So, you know, I created this as I say just before Christmas. It's a it's a framework whereby your customer advocates gain full control and value from participating. So they have a choice of what type oh. of activity they want or can participate in. And that way it it defines what my my view is on on advocacy, which is it's a partnership. We want to ensure that the customer are at the heart of that of their own success story, and we, as the the CS team, will help bring that to life. Um, so it sort of encapsulates four quadrants where 
we look at exposure, credibility, targeted and control. And it's a framework that I kind of learned from, from previous businesses. And by looking at it in a four quadrant approach, we, we look at that, those targeted areas and we say to our customer, well, if they've been identified as a potential advocate, what, what would they like to do? Um, and walking through that, it's, it kind of breaks it down even further into what's in it for them, uh, how we do it. So the what, the why, the how and the where, because each different different uh, different process or advocacy type will have different different methods and, and different outcomes. Um, so that's that's how we sort of launched it in in mm. into twenty twenty four. But we want to help bring our customer stories to life and not only showcase that for us, but also internally for them. It's really important that they showcase the work they're doing. Absolutely. Oh, it sounds fantastic. And it, I really like the fact you are reframing it and sort of putting the sort of agency into the customer's perspective, because, you know, essentially that's what's happened with sort of SaaS and software as a service with customers. You know, the, you know, the traditional uh, consumer uh, business relationship, you know, it completely flipped mm-hmm. with software as a service where, you know, a customer can, it's 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 in their, the power's in their hands where, you know, where where you, a customer can churn on it, you know, but, and I like the fact that you're kind of actually bringing that back into that power back to the customer um, because, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly important, uh, really crucial part to nail, nail right uh, advocacy. So, yeah, and especially um, I can imagine uh, there are probably quite a few things that can, go wrong with advocacy programs uh you know one the, the one that really pops into the front of my head is just actually getting advocate your advocates to engage uh yeah absolutely is there is there any um do you think uh can you think of any uh particular particularly uh things that can go particularly wrong or risks with advocacy programs that if anyone's listening and who are thinking about in, uh, rolling out an advocacy program, you know, even with the best intentions, uh, can you perhaps, uh, you know, tell our listeners about some things they can maybe watch out for um, and what to, you know, try and not do essentially? Yeah, I think that advocacy has always been perceived as as one way, right? So you as the the, the organisation trying to gain advocates to, to build new business pipeline, to mm. understand how we can continue to grow our customers and really showcase the great brands that you have. Um, but it even goes as far back as advocacy being known as a favour. Oh, can you please do me a favour and write a case study? Yeah. Well, actually, we need to make it more about our customers and not about our own business outcomes, because mm. if we keep using that favor approach, it's not benefiting the customer in any way, which makes it harder to engage. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, if you were to position this this playbook, so that, that or sorry, the framework, which what the one that I've created, actually customer facing, we actually walk our customer through the process and the reason why we 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 built this framework is so that they can have more control. Um, and some, some teams or individuals or businesses will look at different areas. So for example, some for legal reasons can't have a logo on your website or can't have a conversation or build a case study because of branding or image rights, et cetera. So we're giving them a little bit more control as to what they can do. Um, whereas some organizations and some individuals within those organizations really want to self-promote really want to put themselves forward into the limelight and help bring their industry to life um, as to what they're doing you know best practice example so i think for me it's the things that can go wrong is that if you continue down that route of 
it's a one it's a one way street and it's that favor approach we need to move away from that and we need to put the customer right smack bang yeah. in the middle yeah i can oh, i completely agree because it, it feels quite stale the the previous approach doesn't it just by yes. it, and it's and it's i guess it's actually a bit reactive like how that everything customer success is trying not to be as a sort of you know you're you don't want to you don't want your interactions with customers to be feel like it's they're not really getting much out of it because we 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 talk about that throughout the whole customer journey and it seems a bit daft to at this crucial point where you've got a customer who's clearly engaged and clearly uh, values the product to then sort of undo the undo that proactive work yeah yeah Yeah. it's it it needs it needs to be that partnership approach it needs to be you know we've identified an advocate and then we'll take them through the framework what can and can't they do what would they like to do what are their what are their goals for for being a part of this advocacy framework as well we've got to to bring it back to full circle um is and just trying to go away from that stale approach of please may do me a favor yeah, it it because it just feels a bit sloppy, doesn't it? Just being that. It does. Uh, do you, if you've got a quick five minutes or something, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm really curious to and learn a bit more about this partnership because I don't think it's something that people talk about enough of. Um, um, so you've mentioned how we, t- you know, uh, we need to reframe how advocacy is a two, you know, it's a two way street, uh, rather than just doing favors. But what, um, for anyone maybe still trying to get their head around how that actually looks like um mm. what you know what what can you kind of what does that partnership really kind of look like f- for you i mean f- how do you kind of for example you mentioned that it, it looks good for the customer to have the obviously the you know the brand on your site and example but how do you how would you sell sell that to a customer who maybe is a bit on the fence about i don't know yeah, I think that advocacy is about the customer. Everything that we yeah. do in success is about the customer. Mm. And I think I, I may have said it on a previous podcast or, or engagement that we've had where the key to customer success is in the title itself, right? It's yeah. your customer success and it's the value that they've achieved from the excellent partnership that you have with them. We need to showcase their achievements because by showcasing their achievements within your industry, within their own business, or even with our own customers and potential prospects, it it, it goes so far, so much further mm. than just the favor approach. <clears throat> and I think with the framework that I've created is you can break it down into, into three main areas, which is more, which is what's in it for you. And we we approach it in in this way with our customer advocates, is what's actually in it for you. Mm. so you can it's for your brand it's for your team and it's for you as an individual right so if it's a if it's a brand approach you know it's positioning your business as a thought leader and showcasing the success that you've had and being that certainly in our case that that people first organization so it's expanding the awareness among other businesses in your industry to show to see that you're one step ahead and if you're looking at it from a, from a team approach you want to showcase your team and, and their expertise in their field. You know, it's an opportunity to network and share insights with other customers yeah. and other businesses about best practice and common challenges that you've overcome. And then you'll always have some that's around the individual, you know, boost personal brand within your organization, really showcase the work that you've done to your execs or extend your professional network. Yeah. So it's, it's going away from just having, you know, 
you as an organization having a, a an advocate and they've done a case study and they're really breaking it down what's in it for them you've really got to sell what's in it for them and i think customer success is so more strategically minded now that you have to break these barriers down and 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 kind of really put a process that that encapsulates the customer and what they gain out of it so for example we use this framework where um one of our customers actually use it for employee um proposition you know why they retain their staff how they attract new staff so it's that's what's in it for them oh thank you for that that's done that's that that's a lot clearer that's yeah that, that's definitely something people should be doing to be more and just not getting to like bad habits of just reaching out on like oh right we need a case study or we need this yeah absolutely um i wanted to just actually sort of go back a little bit to what you were talking to about the frame when your framework uh your advocacy framework and you were talking about different different quadrants right you were talking about um credibility um and uh exposure uh targeting uh how do um could you expand maybe a little bit more about those uh those quadrants because i think yeah yeah i think that it's, mm. it sounds it sounds really really interesting and i guess um when how do companies um yeah navigate those trade-offs when they're when they're uh planning an advocacy program yeah look, sure it's uh, look, and you'll hear this repetitively throughout this podcast is, is making sure that customers at the heart of their choice mm. Right, it's giving it's it's enabling them to decide which program or process works best for them. So, for example, some like we mentioned before about the customers that can't be named for legal reasons on websites. Yeah. Perhaps doing a peer to peer call provides them more control and is more okay. targeted to them specifically. Mm. Um, and some, however, which will take a front and center approach, will allow them to be in the spotlight. So, high credibility more exposure within their industry and peers and sort of leading the way to valuable insight. Right. So kind of how I broke it down was what type of advocacy processes do you currently do? So do you have quotations on your website? Do you engage with customers on a blog or do you have a, do you offer logo on your website or case studies? And then breaking that down to the four quadrant or the four different silos where you can, look at that exposure, look at the control, and then visually share that with them and say, look, this is what we feel is right for you, but please tell me otherwise. And then it goes into that more detail. But I think if you're if you're looking at high exposure, more exposure and high credibility, that's live events, that's webinars like this where wow. you can really showcase what you're doing. Or if you're looking at the control and targeted, it's peer-to-peer course, or it may be being part of your product council or it could be a logo on a website so there's a number yeah. of different ways and i think the, the tip for anyone listening is really to identify what you do well in advocacy processes and, and position it within a customer facing framework oh thank you so much hey perfect perfect um i was just thinking also like thinking what are the types of I don't know, impact or benefits have you seen for brands you work with uh, that, you know, engage in different ways, uh, like, you know, like you said, like adding logos to websites, participating in case studies. Like, I guess what I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand is, you know, for those, for those uh, clearly engaged customers, but they might still perhaps be, you know, busy uh, and, and have, you know, uh, quite, 
you know, quite a low bandwidth. And, you know, how do you, how, what are the, so let me rephrase that, actually. I've kind of just gone off a tangent then. <laughs> um, I guess I kind of want to know that, um, yeah, the impacts of, uh, and, the, and the benefits really of putting uh, yeah. there. Yeah. I think that most importantly, I think it, for any CS team is 100% customer-led referrals. There's nothing more powerful than your customer stories being a point of reference for any prospective new businesses or, you know, in contract growth with other customers because they're hearing from like-minded individuals. So for, for me, the, the, the biggest benefit this year, I think, for or and going into maybe even to 2025 will be customer-led referrals, whether that's yeah. current customers or, or new prospects, you know, I've been working with a really close contact of mine who's kind of stepped away from his CS role and kind of gone out on his own. And he 100% believes in customer-led referrals. And the work that CS does in advocacy is and could reshape the whole way CS is 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 sort of is reported on. And mm. it could actually be game-changing for customer success because if you look at a CS team now and they've got such intrinsic relationships with their customers mm. are we actually measuring how many customer-led referrals we're getting whether that's in customer base yeah. and external prospect base and look, if anyone wants to be put in touch with, with the chat i'm sure he'd be more than more than mm. happy to, to have a conversation but he really believes in reshaping the way with advocacy metrics because cs delivers yeah. so much in that area so do you think that's a bit of a blind spot at the moment for customer success teams sort of globally, you know, or? I don't necessarily think it's a blind spot, but I don't think it's being um, put in the spotlight as much right. as it should. And, okay. you know, I take from from my own experience in, in my CS career where my customers have referred that or us as an organisation to another customer in its industry or mm. with peers. And certainly yeah. with OpenBend, we're, we're very much customer customer referral based and it's you know how can how can you measure that and how can you put that spotlight on the cs team because that is your biggest growth opportunity within an organization i was just thinking that how would you measure that because i'm assuming that you'd have it'd be really banking on the customer the new cut the new uh, uh revenue the new customer to kind of sort of you know when you have those drop down menus and things like that saying yeah hear about word from mouse you know is that, it's exactly. measuring the advocacy, isn't it? Measuring the advocacy and saying that they're an advocate of your organisation. Yeah. They're they're going out and doing you know, industry-led events where they're putting your and themselves, you and themselves, in the spotlight. Mm. Can only mean it can only mean good things for for your organisation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's a really good point. Really salient point. Um, and I guess finally, I'd kind of want I'd like to sort of understand a little bit more about. What advice, um, and this, I think this is something I quite like to sort of end the podcast episode on is, sort of, you know, really talking about practical advice, but what, what advice would you give to uh, any customer success teams to make advocacy programs more structured, more formalized versus like we mentioned earlier, rather, rather than your ad hoc request, which, you know, like we said, feels a bit stale. Mm. It feels a bit not quite sort of, it's not undermining the good work that you've done before, but you know, to have a bit more structure to these processes. I mean, you've just done you've done something similar, you know, this year, haven't you? Uh, Open Blend, but mm. you know, what what would you, what advice would you give then? 
think there's a couple of things. Take a step out of that that swim lane of of the of the stale approach of can you mm-hmm. can you do me a favor? You know, put yourself out of that that comfort zone and really engage with the customer and put them at the center of everything that you do because giving them the flexibility and the choice to say what they would like to do makes it more controllable and it will allow putting it putting in a framework where you can actually bring your customer into that framework allows you to be to take that control it allows you to track advocacy a lot closer um, but be specific on the outcomes and mm. give the customer the full control over their story you know really break it down into sharing their story you know yeah. what's in it for them and, and actually how do you do it because it can be the simplest things where you know the customer doesn't understand what what you're doing yeah. why you're doing it how you do it and where you do it okay. so yeah really maybe take a shift out of that swim lane and come away from that that archaic old old-fashioned way of asking for a favor and really engage with your customer about advocacy and take them through your framework take them through it and see if they've got any feedback or questions you know how would they like to engage because we can consistently learn and develop what our frameworks but we've got to make sure the customer's right at the center of that Oh, terrific. Thank you so much, Hague. That's perfect. Um, and I'm sure this is going to help a number of different people because like you said, like things are t- things are hard at the moment. Um, yeah. and you really need to sort of really hone down on those customers that are that are engaged um and really making sure that you're yeah, a customer referrals, it just seems like something that uh yes, yeah, CS should be measured way more on because it's such a uh yeah, such an important and such an important part of the of the process. Um yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if the listeners want to to touch base or make contact, I'm more than happy to 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 help where I can and maybe go into a little bit more depth. But no, certainly open to that. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I'll share your LinkedIn uh, details in the show notes of this Perfect. podcast. You're also in the CSC Slack channel as well. You're an ambassador, so uh, yeah, I'm sure lots of people will be wanting to learn a little bit more about this, especially uh, since your recent success. So thank you so much. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all we've got time for. I'm afraid today, hey. But thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you back. Uh, like I said, you're one of our 24 in 2024, so a real, real pleasure to sit down and have a chat with you. But thank you very thank much. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much, Haig. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.